Hi, I'm James P. Friel. And I'm Dean Holland. It's time to fasten your seatbelts, boys and girls. That's right. If you're an entrepreneur who's wanting to take your business to the next level and have a bit of fun while getting cutting edge advice on your business, marketing, and sales, welcome to Just the Tips, arguably the best podcast in the entire world. I guess that's good, right? Yeah, that's good to me. All right. That was easy. That was the easiest thing we did all day. Yeah. Hey, what's up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of Just the Tips. This is your host, James B. Friel. I am very, very happy that you're here with us today. Uh, we've got a really cool guest on the show today. I'm going to introduce him in just a minute. You know, I think him and his company and everything they're doing just really solves a big problem for most of us as entrepreneurs. And so I'm really excited to get into that discussion. But you guys know that, you know, through hell and high water, I've had this amazing co host. His beard is really what's carried the show the entire time. And uh, today, I'd like to introduce you to the new and improved Dean Holland. <laughs> hey, James. So how, how did you... I improve, by the way? What happened? I, I wasn't even given the memo that I was newly improved. You're just, uh, you're just constantly reinventing yourself, Dean. Right. <laughs> you know, and, and it sort of sounded good. <laughs> I mean, I'm happy to roll with it. <laughs> I think that's probably best. I, like, yeah. I mean, you wasn't anticipating it being questioned, was you? That should have just, just no, rolled. I thought you'd just go with it. I didn't know I was going to have to defend it. <laughs> I'm awesome, though. How are you doing? Excellent. I'm, uh, I'm excited to do the show here today. Yes. We've got uh, we've got a really cool guest. So uh, Nate Hirsch, welcome to the show. Uh, founder, uh, co-founder of FreeUp.com. Great to have you here with us, man. Yeah, thanks for having me too. You guys can't see me right now, but I got a little busy season beard going too. Trying to join you guys. Oh, nice. oh really? Oh well, don't compete with Dean. I tried and failed miserably. <laughs> Failing right along with you. Yeah, he's <laughs> he's actually been called the bearded wonder of the United Kingdom. That is true. That's happened. Yeah, that's a fact. Um, so <laughs> that notwithstanding, uh, we're happy to have you on the show, Nate. You guys are doing something that I think is very cool and very needed. And we'll talk about what FreeUp uh, is in a little bit. But before we get into you know FreeUp and the freelancer marketplace and and all those sort of things, I really want to just kind of talk, talk about you and your journey as an entrepreneur a little bit first. We've had a lot of different people on the show. Some people have uh, left corporate jobs. Some people have been Selling things since they were in diapers. Where, where along that spectrum did you uh, did you kind of jump into the world of entrepreneurship? So, growing up, my parents were both teachers, and I kind of had that mentality that I would go to college, get a real job, work for forty years, retire, and and that's what they did. And every summer, my parents made me work these forty-hour-a-week summer jobs. All my friends were outside playing; I was inside working at the Aaron's Corporation at Firestone. And I learned a ton about customer service, managing people, marketing, sales, but I also just learned how much I hated it. I hated working for other people. I hated watching the clock. And when I got to college, I kind of looked at it as a ticking clock that I have four years to create my own business or I was going to get a real job that I was just going to be miserable forever. So that's really how it started. 
what was your first thing? Like, what did you decide to do? So I took that money that I had made during my summer jobs, summer internships, and I started buying and selling people's textbooks, competing with my school bookstore <laughs> to <laughs> the point That's where funny. I actually got a cease and desist letter from my college to knock it off because I was stealing so much of their business. <laughs> <laughs> How did that, like, tell me about the marketing behind that. Did you just offer people better deals or like, what was your, what was your, uh, your like proposition. It's funny. It's very similar to how I've done it with FreeUp with our referral program. I created a referral program. I put it in stone and and I just told everyone, no one sold the book to me without hearing about my referral program. So they would start to tell their friends and tell their friends. And before I knew (laughs) it, I would just have lines out the door of people trying to sell me their books. (laughs) Nice. (laughs) Were you doing it like in your dorm room or something? Oh yeah. I mean, my car was full of books. We had, so it was six people in a dorm, but on the first, first day, two of them, the people that we didn't know left. So it was me and my three friends and we actually put tape over the door. So when they tried to lock the door on us, so we didn't get access to the room, we still had access. And I pretty much just used that as a warehouse to store all my books. (laughs) Oh my gosh. Very cool. This reminds me a little bit of, um, a story with me talking about stealing all their revenue. So one of my first or my first real business back in, uh, gosh, when I was like 18 or so, I got a mobile food truck and, uh, I just so happened to be conveniently located not too far away from a school. And, uh, I ended up getting, <laughs> uh, getting in real bad trouble there. Cause I literally took all their revenue for lunches. That's hilarious. Um, yeah, <laughs> similar sort of thing. <laughs> so you, <laughs> that's amazing. You're just like <laughs> siphoning people. Yeah, I was like, I was like 18 years old, and I was pulling in like five to eight hundred bucks a day <laughs> from like school kids coming over and buying their lunches. <laughs> it did not end well. I imagine like this is really like I love this. This this takes the budgie thing to a whole nother level for me. Because <laughs> Dean's what Dean's not telling you, Nate, is his real biz, his real first business was he was breeding parakeets in his mom's <laughs> shed in the backyard, and they wound up all killing each other. Is that true? Um, <laughs> that is true. <laughs> <laughs> it is true. I'm like I'm not making any of this up. Um, so in the food truck, <laughs> were you wearing a uniform? Like what what was the deal over there? Oh yeah, I was in. I was like full on. I took it serious. I was in like chef whites and everything, just <laughs> serving crap food. I mean, good food, but not right, healthy. Of course. <laughs> what uh, like what were you making? I uh, just like burgers and all different kind of breakfast things. That's amazing. I feel in like another lifetime. If the two of you had teamed up, it would have oh, been really outrageous. We might as well have just started our own educational system. <laughs> yeah. You- you to put the existing college infrastructure under in like 16 months. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, so enough that, about me. <laughs> well, uh, anyway, that's that's a really interesting tidbit that I didn't know. And I'm really happy that we heard that today. I just like to feed uh, you little bits so we get to know each other a little better. Yeah. Sometimes it's scary to get to know you a little bit better, to be totally <laughs> honest. Um, so, so, Nate, after you got the cease and desist letter... <laughs> What happened then? You're just like, okay, you know, I can't sell these books anymore. And what did you turn your attention to? So it was actually pretty convenient. When I got the cease and desist letter, I was about to move off campus anyway. So being off campus, they couldn't really do anything. But at the same time, it was kind of a pain for people to get to me to sell me their books. And I didn't see books as a long-term future. I was going to graduate at some point, hopefully, and not have access to all these college kids. And I had started 
selling on Amazon a little bit. This was back in 2008. No one knew what Amazon was. They didn't, it was mostly a bookstore. No one was selling products. And I thought it was so cool. I could have this 24 seven store. I could use the customer service experience that I had um, learned back from Firestone. I just had to figure out what to sell besides books. And I started experimenting. I tried sporting equipments and DVDs and computers and stuff that your normal college guy sells or, or uses. And I just failed over and over and over. The only thing I could get to sell were these damn books. And it wasn't until I <laughs> branched out of my comfort zone and I found this niche of baby products that my business took off. So if you can imagine me as a 20-year-old single college guy selling baby products on Amazon, that was me. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's amazing. That's perfect for somebody of that age. For sure. And I mean, I would be in the back of class listing baby products. People would be looking over my shoulder. They thought I was crazy. They thought I was running a scam. But here I am just building this this Amazon empire of baby products. Nice. <laughs> the baby king. That's uh, so, so what were you actually studying in school? Because I feel like you weren't actually like really there. So I actually got really good grades in college, probably because I was paying for it. So I, I kind of focused on that. Um, but I went to school for entrepreneurship. I, I originally went just for business. And I remember all the teachers stood up there and they tried to convince you to take finance, to take economics. And the entrepreneurial program, which was brand new, the teacher got on stage and she just said, if you ever want financial freedom, if you ever want life freedom, the only way to do it is to be an entrepreneur. And then she just walked off stage, like dropped the mic. Nice. <laughs> and, and, and that just stuck with me. And I was like, I got to do this. I, I want to learn this. So I was building a business while studying entrepreneurship. Did she hand out case studies about a young British boy who started a parakeet business <laughs> right. to help everyone? The be inspiration. Inspired? Yeah, she yeah. did not. But she also didn't tell us about um, the the percentage that actually fails when starting their own business. <laughs> right. So so this is so this is interesting. So the you know there's always a big difference between sort of the things you learn in school and what you need in the real world. What what were the major differences that you found from kind of learning entrepreneurship in a formal setting versus actually going out in the world and doing it? Yeah. One of the things that, that kind of ties into free up a little bit is just hiring people. I mean, they didn't teach me how to hire people. They didn't teach me how to manage people. They didn't teach me how to get the most out of people. And and that's really where, where I struggled because as a young entrepreneur with this business blowing up and my first busy season and trying to balance school and the only people around me are college kids that are beyond unreliable and I'm trying to get them to, it's like herding sheep, trying to get them to do exactly what I want the way I want it. And I think that's where I really struggled but in terms of the like doing a balance sheet and figuring out your profit and your revenue and your margins, all that really helped me um, translate it from class into business. Yeah, for sure. Because I think some of that stuff is a big mystery to a lot of entrepreneurs, and they sort of have to learn it the hard way. Mm. So I guess you got sort of that like some of that formal foundational stuff uh, in in school, and then like some of the nitty gritty things you just kind of learn on your own then. Yeah, learn from experience, learn from failures, learn from just trying new things and seeing what works. Yeah, yeah, for sure. So let's talk about the hiring thing for a minute because um, you know I want to talk about free up, but I think hiring is a big, uh, big challenge for a lot of entrepreneurs. Mm-hmm. Tell me like a war story that you had that sort of inspired the the, tr- the train of thought that you fo- followed to get free up going. So in terms of hiring people, when I was running this Amazon business and it was taking off and I was making money, more money than I could imagine as a 20-year-old, I had to start paying taxes, right? So I met with an accountant and the first thing he asked me was, when are you going to hire your first person? 
And I kind of shrugged them off. Like, why would I do that? The money's going into my pocket. I don't want to give it to them. They're going to mess up my business. They're going to steal my ideas. All, all the classic entrepreneur stuff that you say of why you don't hire someone. <laughs> yeah, totally. And he just laughed in my face. And he said, you're going to learn this lesson on your own. And sure enough, I get to my first busy season, the fourth quarter. I'm new to e-commerce. I don't know what busy season is. And I just get crushed. <laughs> I'm working 20 hours a day. I'm filling every order, responding to every email. My grades plummet. My social life is gone. Somehow I get through to January and I, th- I think to myself, I can never let this happen again, right? I need to start hiring people. Crazy. Yeah. 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 That's amazing. I think, I think in ma- many cases, it does take an extraordinarily painful experience for a lot of entrepreneurs before they realize mm. it's okay to hire people. Yeah. And then they make their first mistake and hire their best friend. <laughs> yeah. Or, or just me. That just me. Right? <laughs> In Dean's case, he hired somebody who really liked to eat. So his, <laughs> he was eating all the profits from the food truck. <laughs> no one likes to eat more than me. You know, that's true. I do know that's true. <laughs> How foolish of me. Um, so, okay. So then you, you know, you sort of was like, all right, I got to hire people. I got to figure this out. And how did you go about doing it? So I went to Facebook and I posted on Facebook, hey, everyone, I'm looking to hire someone. (laughs) And someone in my business law class by the name of Connor shot me a message and he said, hey, I'm looking for a job. And I didn't even interview him. I just hired him. I needed the help. And it ended up being one of my best hires. He he became a business partner on my Amazon business. He He's my business partner with FreeUp. He hit the ground running right away. He was passionate. He was smart. He knew that the skills that I, he was good at the skills that I weren't good at. So I just thought, man, hiring is easy. You just post on Facebook, someone <laughs> shows up, they, they crush it for you. Let, let's just keep doing that. And I proceeded <laughs> to just make bad hire after bad hire after bad hire, which really put me into the remote hiring and freelance world. <laughs> Nice. Right. So I think that's that's interesting, right? Like mm. a lot of people have a bad experience the first time. Yeah. It's almost it's almost better to have a bad experience the first time because then you have a realistic <laughs> expectation. Right. And yours were just <laughs> you had such a great experience it kind of screwed you over. <laughs> exactly. It, it took me a while to realize, okay, you you gotta interview people, you gotta test them, you can't just throw everything at them and, and hope that it sticks. Yeah, totally. So that so let's talk about free up now, because um so my understanding of FreeUp is that it's a platform for entrepreneurs to go to and you know other other business owners I suppose as well where they can hire people who have been vetted as opposed to things like Fiverr and Upwork and like all those where you kind of don't know what you're going to get. Is that is that fair and accurate? Yeah. And it really came from, I mean, I got pretty good at hiring virtual assistants and freelancers and I came up with this hiring process, but it just took me forever. I remember one day I was sitting in my room, just going through applicant after applicant for four hours, six hours, eight hours. And I couldn't find one person. And I actually took a chair and I just tossed it against the wall. And <laughs> it said, got to be a better way than this. This is taking forever. I can't, I'm not focused on marketing or expansion. I'm just stuck in, in hiring. And I kept looking for a, a faster and faster way to hire and I couldn't find it. So finally I built it myself. So our concept is we get thousands of applicants every week, virtual assistants, freelancers, agencies from all over the world, five to a hundred dollars an hour, fixed prices, over 80 skill sets. We vet them not just for skill, but for attitude and communication as well. Take the top 1% in, make them available quickly to business owners from all around the world whenever they need them. 
on the back end, 24-7 support. So if you have even the smallest issue, smallest need, there's always someone there to help and a no turnover guarantee because I'm sure you guys have been in the position where you find someone you really like and you invest time and money into them only to have them quit, which- No, that's never, ever happened. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Yeah. And and so we have a no turnover guarantee. If someone quits on you for any reason, we cover replacement costs and get you a new person right away so you don't take a step backwards. So that that was the whole concept we launched three years ago. Well, that's, that sounds amazing. Yes. I think the uh, the only thing that's a little bit discouraging is, I guess, because of the attitude requirements, Dean, you would probably get ruled out. Right. Yeah. I, th- I don't think this is uh, somewhere I'm going to be able to be. Yeah. And frankly, I'm not sure I'd be welcome either. But, um, <laughs> no, I can guarantee. But besides you that, that, it sounds amazing. So, okay. So, so that's, that's awesome that you guys are doing that. Can, can we take a peek into the hiring process that you've mastered? Because I think a lot of people listening to this show are either in a point where they're needing to hire somebody, they're going to need to hire somebody, or they have hired somebody and they know they've done it the wrong way and they'd like to get better at it. Yeah. And it's really the hiring process that I used for my Amazon business and I just transitioned it over to free up. So it, I have my own five-step hiring process that I use that I, I teach on webinars. And it really comes down to figuring out what you want to take off your plate first. I mean, are you trying to get hours in your day back, people who can follow your systems, your processes, or are you stuck doing things you're just not good at and you need to hire a specialist or an expert to come in and handle that at a much better level than you can? So so that's really step one is identifying what you're going to hire. Step two is figuring out what your perfect person looks like. Are they a virtual assistant, a freelancer, an internal employee? Is it full-time, part-time, project-based? What kind of culture? Really identifying that person because if you don't know what you're looking for, very tough to find it. Third is that interviewing, not just for skill, but for attitude and communication, which we'll probably talk about. Fourth is setting those expectations right from the beginning, which I struggled at for years and it's where a lot of people go wrong. And then five is that feedback loop. You want to constantly be giving feedback, especially when you're dealing with freelancers that work with lots of different clients, that every client wants a different thing. Every client has a different idea of what's right and what's wrong. So that's really the five steps that I go through when hiring, and I encourage other people to do as well. That's awesome. Um, Dean, am I alone in writing down these steps so I can hire a new podcast co-host or are you doing that as well? Oh, no, I've already filled out the application. I'm already actively seeking. <laughs> You're already on free up trying to find, yeah. trying to replace me. <laughs> it would be better if he's got a good attitude. He doesn't give me shit and he doesn't look like James. <laughs> You've already read the application, I see. <laughs> I have. It just popped up in my inbox. Um, so, so let's talk about the. Uh, I, I I think that's amazing that that five step process mm. because I feel like a lot of people when they hire, they just have a general and vague sense. Oh, I need to hire somebody, but they don't really get clear on the picture of like what they want that person to do or who they want them to be. Mm. And I kind of think of it like uh, you know the video game Tetris. Yep. You know where there's the different pieces of the different shapes, and you kind of have to fit them in. Mm. I feel like that's that's hiring when you do it right. You're like, okay, well, which Tetris piece do I need next? But most people are just like, oh, I need a Tetris piece, and then it doesn't wind up like working out. Yeah, and I like to tell people to focus on the three different levels of people that you can hire. You've got the basic level, the when you think of virtual assistants and outsourcing, five to ten bucks an hour. They might have years of experience. But they're followers. They're only as good as your process. They're there to follow your systems. 
The yeah. mid-level people are more specialized. They do graphic design, bookkeeping. You're not teaching someone how to be a graphic designer, but they're not really consulting with you either. They're doers. And then you got the experts, the 20 and up that can consult, project manage, execute high-level game plans. And a lot of people, they do it wrong. They, they hire that $5 an hour person. They say, run my Facebook ads, or they hire a mid-level specialist and they say, follow my process. And then they wonder why they have a, a good experience. So it really is like Tetris where you're like, hey, where do I need the followers? Where do I need the doers? And where do I need the experts? Yeah, that's that's amazing. Um, can, you, can you talk a little bit about um, hiring for attitude? What do you what do you mean by that? So I I used to hire people just on skill, right? You look at someone's resume, you check their references, they have all this experience and you hire them and it just blows up in your face and you wonder why. You say, "Hey, if this person is so skilled, why couldn't I work with them?" And we really realized that it's because we need them to have communication and attitude skills. So with attitude we look for people who are passionate about what they do. I mean, I hate bookkeeping. I'm sure you guys love bookkeeping, but if you hire- <laughs> I can't get enough. Like yeah. you get involved in QuickBooks and I'm just like, oh my God, don't ever make me leave. <laughs> <laughs> if I hire a bookkeeper, I want them to love bookkeeping as much as I love being an entrepreneur. Those are the type of people I surround myself with. People who aren't just in it for the payments, the paychecks, people who they have a positive attitude every day. They don't get aggressive the second that something doesn't go their way. Hmm. And, and we've really figured out that by surrounding yourself with those positive attitude people, it not only helps your working relationship, but it kind of spreads to everyone else that you're working with. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I guess, Dean, do you think that's where we went wrong? Yeah, definitely. I think we just looked and thought, well, you know what you're on about. And then turns out you're just an ass. Yeah. Yeah. What a shame. <laughs> this could have been such a great show. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, so, so how do you guys, um, how do you guys manage that? Like the volume of hiring that many people? Cause I think for most people hiring one person or two people a month is like, ah, like I'm going to freak out and die. Right. I have to do this. <laughs> You're, you guys are getting thousands of applications a week. Like that's, that's stunning. How are you guys managing that level of, uh, volume? Yeah, it's all about the process. I mean, when I was building the hiring process for my Amazon business, it's very similar. Someone gets in and you really like them and you go back to the process and you say, okay, what did they say? What did they do? So we can find very similar people. And if someone gets through the process and it flops and you don't have a good experience, you say, oh, what could we do differently? What questions can we add? How can we we prioritize this differently or look for something different to avoid those type of people? And that really carried over for years, probably over six years creating the hiring process. And even today on FreeUp, we're, we're constantly looking, hey, this freelancer is getting a lot of great reviews from clients. Oh, this freelancer, he got in, he sounded good. He kind of flopped. Okay, well, what can we do to prevent that from happening again? And I really have a, an awesome team of people in the Philippines that, that are going through these applicants, interviewing them, looking at resumes, asking them questions, helping us come up with skill tests to really continue to make the process better and better over time. I mean, no one has a 100% hiring record, right? It just doesn't exist. So you have to focus on what you can control and what you can control is the process. Yeah, that's that's amazing. I uh, I love that. I bet that's I music think, theory, think isn't it, James? Man, it really is. I love <laughs> talking your language now. He is. I feel like Nate's my new best friend. <laughs> Nate, what do you think about being a podcast co-host? <laughs> oh, man, I've been looking for an opportunity. We'll talk <laughs> I assure you, Nate, James would not pass your stringent application. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's he's probably right. Um, 
Yeah, that's really cool. So, so tell me, tell me a little bit about the types of uh, the types of clients that come to you guys because of the types of uh, people that you're hiring. Like who who's your avatar? Yeah, it's been fun. I mean, I started in the Amazon space. So when we started this, it was a marketplace for Amazon sellers. And we started there. And then they started telling their e-commerce communities. So we're getting Shopify owners and people that sell on eBay and Walmart. And all of a sudden, we start getting marketing agencies and people in the digital marketing space. And then we're getting real estate agents and software companies. And to the point where now we've spread out and we're all over, even though our probably our core is still that e-commerce, at least for now. Um, but yeah, I mean... Big sellers are obviously um, in need of hiring remote talent in the age of e-commerce, whether it's people for customer service or listing products or coming out with new content every week, or you've got marketing agencies that are white labeling. They need someone for PPC. They just added five new clients next week and they need to be able to become scalable. So those are probably our our ideal clients. But I mean, we have clients who hire freelancers to run their fantasy football team. So there's really no limit. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> that's awesome. Yeah. Yeah, that's really cool. So, um okay, so so it's freeup.com. Is that where where people can go and and check out all this goodness? Yeah, it's freeup.com with 3 Es. My calendar is right at the top. People can book a meeting with me and I'll talk to them about their business, how I can help and you can create a free account, get mention this podcast, get a $50 credit to try us out and me and my team are, are there to support you. Nice. That's awesome. Yeah, cool. Do you think you could have helped Dean save the parakeet business with this? I am excited to try that. Nice. Dean, what do you think? You think it's time to give it another I'm, go I'm with the budget? Ever since we've kept bringing this up, I'm I'm feeling more and more strong about it. I think I'm ready for it. Cuz you never did this. let <laughs> You never did let go of that idea. I did didn't. You? No, they just the emotional pain was just too strong, but I feel it's uh, it's time to come back. I feel like Nate's your Obi-Wan, like he's the hope you've been waiting for. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I need parakeet security to keep them off each other. <laughs> Yeah, well, if people are hiring freelancers to run their fantasy football, what else can that's they do? That's true. That's true. <laughs> yeah, that's amazing. I, uh, I I really do love what you're doing, Nate, yeah. because I feel like um one of the biggest points of friction and growth is actually getting great people to help you. It really is. I mean, it's a difference between success and failure. You can have people with an awesome idea, an awesome business model, and because they've just made bad hires, they're just running in circles year in and year out. And vice versa, you can get someone with a pretty average idea in a very competitive space and they hire the right people and they're taking off and they're finding success. So hiring is that part of business that people look over, but it's so important. Yeah. Yeah. I think uh, I think you hit on another really soapbox topic for me, which was, I think a lot of people think because they have a great idea, they're going to have a great business. And uh, that doesn't necessarily always play out that way, does it? It doesn't. I mean, it's a lot about execution and problem solving. And even, I mean, there's some bit of luck in it too. I mean, if you hire someone and you invest a lot of time and energy into them, if if they stay with you, you can accomplish great things. If they have a personal issue and, and they quit on you and you have to spend the next three months hiring someone and getting them up to speed instead of focusing on expansion, hmm. that can hurt you as well. So there, there's a lot of different aspects that go into it. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, Dean, what are your uh, what are your final thoughts as we start winding down the show? No, I just uh, I think this is um, an awesome thing. I was going to say earlier on, like I think any business that starts out where you're solving a problem for yourself uh, can always show great signs because we never have individual problems, right? We're always uh, 
we're always probably got common problems and you've solved it for yourself and now you're solving it for others. So yeah, I love it. Yeah. Is that why you started your line of beard growth products? (laughs) (laughs) You know, I don't struggle in that area. (laughs) You're just not. Dean was actually born with a beard. (laughs) He came out of the womb full beard. Some kids have hair on their head. He had hair on his face. I feel like I just started growing a beard like last year. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Dean's got almost 30 years on (laughs) you. Oh, dear. Yeah, that's amazing. Um, well, uh, well, Nate, uh, just give uh, give people the um, uh, the URL one more time so they can go and check you guys out. Yeah, it's freeup.com with three E's. We also have a, a great blog, a great YouTube channel, all about hiring, lots of great content to help you along your journey. And don't forget to create a free client account. Mention this podcast, get a $50 credit to try us out. So cool. cool. I, I don't know about you, Dean. I feel like because of his wizardry and hiring and like doing all this stuff, Nate has like the spirit of enthusiasm that you'd expect in an entrepreneur. Mm, definitely. Definitely. I feel that. It's coming through. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's, that's really cool. From, <laughs> you know, from getting a cease and desist letter at, at your college <laughs> to stop selling textbooks to uh, solving your own problems. And I swear, if Dean had his food truck at your college, living off oh campus wouldn't have been a problem. We wouldn't even need to be having this discussion could've... today. We'd have crushed it already. Yeah. Yeah, like you could have kept all of the textbooks in the back of that food truck on off hours. <laughs> totally dominated the marketplace. <laughs> food, books, everything a college student would need. <laughs> For sure. Parakeets. You know what I'm talking about. <laughs> all of it. When you ask, you know what I'm talking about. That just opens up a whole other world. I haven't, I've never understood what you're talking <laughs> <Yeah>. about. <laughs> That's true. So uh, well, we'll, uh, we'll wrap it up here. Nate, thanks so much for being on the show, man. Really, uh, really great having you. Um, love what you're doing. I think, uh, anybody who's listening, definitely go check out what Nate's up to at freeup.com. Um, there's a really good chance that a strategic hire in your business would unlock the next level for you. And the fact that they've got a hiring process down, they vet the people like you don't have to worry about it. I think, uh, I think it's absolutely amazing. Um, I've been over to the site and I think they do a really, really great job. And that was one of the reasons I wanted to have them on the show. So, uh, so please go check it out. And, uh, as far as, uh, as far as the today's show goes, we're going to wrap it up here, and we appreciate you guys listening. Thanks again, Nate. Dean, hopefully you'll find a replacement for me. Until then, you're stuck with me. <laughs> and uh, thank you to our listeners, and we will talk with you guys next time. Thanks for having me. Thanks for tuning in to Just the Tips, where we believe business should be profitable and fun. For show notes, links, and other information on our guests, visit justthetipshow.com. For more information on how to connect with Dean Holland, visit deanholland.com. And if you'd like to get free from the day-to-day operations of your business while making more money, visit me at jamespfreel.com forward slash autopilot. Our theme music is Happy Happy Game Show by Kevin McLeod, licensed under Creative Commons by Attribution 3.0 license.